You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is July 2nd, 2021. My name is Philip Ross. I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to chat a little bit about the latest in the coaching search. A new name has emerged, or a new name has kind of vaulted his way to the front. We'll talk about where the Magic's focus appears to be on the coaching search and the kind of team they want to be, because obviously this coach is going to have a huge impact on that. Plus, we'll talk a little about the Magic's positional needs, as little as we do want to chat about them. We will talk a little bit about the prospects in the context of positional needs coming up here in just a moment. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all, you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching Gravity Download Podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or College 2, there is a Locked On Podcast for you. Search today wherever you download podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Today's podcast also brought to you by our pals at Michelob Ultra. If I can load the copy here, I will be able to read it for you. But uh, as Michelob Ultra likes to say, say, enjoyment isn't the end game, it's the whole game. There it is. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. I want to start today's episode first by apologizing. Uh, I was supposed to replay today, uh, yesterday's Spotify Green Room on today's episode of Locked on Magic. Unfortunately, there was an issue with the recording file that was sent to me by Spotify. Um, so we'll, we'll scrap that. Um, if you ever want to be part of those Spotify Green Rooms live and make sure you're part of and interacting with the show, you can do so. Uh, I, I'm doing them essentially every week at Thursday at 5 p.m. We'll plan on doing another one Thursday, next Thursday at 5 p.m. as well. So be sure to join Spotify Green Room. Uh, to interact directly with me on the show. It's usually our Friday episode, but unfortunately uh, not able to play that today. We'll hit on some of the topics that were brought up throughout the course of that uh, of that discussion uh, on today's episode, but we'll get to that coming up here coming up here throughout the course of the show. And if not, then you got to be there live. That's why you got to do stuff live. Um, so again, that's Thursday at 5 p.m. But let's start with the big news of the day. Um, Josh Robbins and Shams Tarania of The Athletic reported on Thursday afternoon that the Orlando Magic had kind of entered the second phase of their coaching search, um, bringing in Wes Unsell Jr. for a second interview. Um, It's not clear whether there are still candidates that are on their first interview. Kenny Atkinson's been a popular name among Magic fans. It's not clear where other other figures might be on the coaching search or on the coaching search continuum or however we want to phrase it or call it. But... Uh, but it's it's also abundantly clear that the Magic are entering kind of the the finishing stages. Um, the timeline that I've kind of set out is I expect a coach to be named either by the middle of next week after the holiday or the week of July 12th. So we are coming up near the end of the race, so to speak. Uh, and and Wes Unsell Jr. Um, is a fantastic candidate for a coach. He's had a long history in the NBA. Uh, he was a, a, a scout with the Washington Wizards for eight years an assistant for them for five, an assistant with the Warriors for one, an assistant with the Magic for three um, and under Jacques Vaughn, and then he's been with the Denver Nuggets since leaving the Magic in 2015. So he has seen a lot. He's been around a lot of really good players. He's been around a lot of different situations and different franchises. Everyone has pegged him to be a future head coach in this league and now appears to be the, the opportunity because Jeff Zilgit of, the USA, of USA Today also reporting that Unsell Jr. had an interview with the Washington Wizards, the place where 
A, he got his start as a, as a pro scout and assistant coach, and also where his father was a Hall of Fame center. So, um, yes, that, that is that Wes Unseld. Um, it, it, it's, it, it certainly feels very, very likely that Wes Unseld Jr. will be hired, whether it's by the Wizards or by the Magic. Or shoot, Pelicans should interview him too. This is a very qualified and capable coach uh, by all accounts. Um, he, he, his work really, I think, speaks for himself. He was named the associate head coach under Mike Malone last year, which kind of puts him as second in command, second in charge. Certainly comes with a pay bump too, I'd imagine. Um, this is a guy that that's been kind of pegged to be a head coach, uh, if not now, then at some point in the very, very near future. But what I want to focus on is less about the name, because like I've said throughout the course of this whole coaching search, we do not know what assistants really do. Um, we, 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 we can surmise what some of their responsibilities are, but how much are they actually responsible for things? Who's to say? But we do know a little bit of something about Wes Unsel Jr. Wes Unsel Jr. is largely believed, as, as both the associate head coach last year, but even dating a little bit further back, is widely believed to be in charge or be a key in the Denver Nuggets' defensive strategies. And so I want to bring this point up because, A, that gives us some measure to judge Unsold's success. Unsold joined the Nuggets along with Mike Malone in the 20, for the 2016 season. In 2015, the Nuggets ranked 26th in defensive rating. Under Malone, so since, 20, since the 2016 season, and with Unsold as an assistant coach, again, what responsibilities did he hold? Who's to say? The Nuggets have ranked 25th, 29th, 23rd, 10th, 16th, and 11th in defensive rating. These are not exactly killer defenses, and you can certainly look at personnel and say, okay, maybe that's why their defense isn't great. They've got, uh, you know, Nikola Jokic, not considered a great defender. Jamal Murray, not considered a great defender. Michael Porter Jr., not considered a great defender over the last two years. Um, they've had, they've kind of had a rotating uh, cast of, like, designated defenders. Um, the reason why the Nuggets went after Aaron Gordon the way that they did this year was because they lost Jeremy Grant, and they really missed what Jeremy Grant gave them in their push to the Western Conference Finals. But it is also important to note that their their track defensively has matched their track in the record book. As they've gotten better defensively, they've become a more successful team. Right now, I, I don't necessarily care about the Nuggets, but I care about that progression, that they, they, they consistently got better. And yes, Denver's offense is good enough to cover a defense that's barely in the top half or just over, the, over that Mendoza line. Um, but the fact that they improved so significantly defensively does suggest that there is something to what Wes Unsel Jr. is doing. So if I had to rank Wes Unsel Jr., which I will on Saturday night for Sunday, um, if I had to rank Wes Unsel Jr. as a potential head coach, these defensive numbers track. He, you know, again, to what degree we can't really say, but there is evidence to suggest that Wes Unsel Jr. helped the Nuggets become a better defensive team and was a key part to the defensive strategies they used to cover up some, some personnel flaws and get past that first-round marker to get into, you know, borderline title contention. I mean, shoot, the Nuggets, if Jamal Murray were healthy, probably would have been title contenders this season. But that's not the point I want to bring up today. Wes Unsel Jr. is super qualified. If the Magic hire him, it would be a great hire. It would be a fantastic hire. But that's not the point to bring up. Let's take the Magic's coaching search in totality right now. Who do we know that the Magic were interest, are interested in among NBA assistants? I'll throw Penny Hardaway out for now. We know that they were interested in Jamal Mosley. 
Um, Jamal Mosley, uh, the assistant coach for the Dallas Mavericks, was promoted to the team's defensive coordinator in 2018. We know that the Magic were interested in Kenny Atkinson. Something that he was really big on in Brooklyn was about the team's defense playing high energy defensive team defense at a high energy defensively. And yes, there were there, there's a lot of talent deficit there. But the Nets, as they got better, their offense certainly shot up because of the personnel that they had. But their success was also tied to their defense. We know the Magic were interested in Becky Hammond. Becky Hammond, of course, with the, from the Spurs. That is what the Spurs are all about. Their defense is everything. And so to me, this suggests that the Magic do have an idea of the kind of team they want to be. Yes, the Magic under Steve Clifford were a strong defensive team. Uh, That was something that he preached, something that he taught, something that was the backbone for this franchise under Steve Clifford. And there's definitely a need for the Magic to find better offensive players, and certainly more shooting. But it's very, very clear what kind of team Jeff Weltman wants this group to be and the kind of coach now that he is looking for. I mean, and and shoot, I'll throw Penny Hardaway in there. Memphis's defense was really good <laughs> over the last few years. They've actually been a very good defensive team. It's been inconsistency on offense that has plagued Memphis and kept them from getting to the NCAA tournament. So a type has emerged, and an identity or a desired identity has emerged. Now, how much of this is matching the personnel the Magic already have? That's a fair question. Orlando has John, uh, but even that reveals what Jeff Weltman wants this Magic team to be. Even that reveals that the Orlando Magic are hoping to build a defensive outfit, a team that is that is centered on its defense, that is, that is trying to get stops as a feeder to the offense or as, as kind of the backbone to their winning. And of course, the New York Knicks prove, the Orlando Magic prove, you can make the playoffs on defense alone. It's the offense that determines whether you're actually going to get far or, or, or advance up that ladder. But the Magic want defense to be their solid backbone for their team. But look at Jeff Weltman's draft picks too. Jonathan Isaac. We all believe he will be on the all-defensive team one day. Mo Bamba, drafted for his length and defensive versatility. Chuma Okiki, again, drafted for his length and def- defensive versatility. Um... Cole Anthony was really the first big offensive draft pick, but you look even at second-round picks. Wessel Wundu, known for his defense. Melvin Frazier, known for his defense. The Magic want to be a defense-first outfit. They know that that is ultimately their path to success because they, they don't have the offensive players to overwhelm teams like Denver may have or like Portland may have. And so a type has emerged. As we look into what the Magic are trying to do and what the Magic are trying to accomplish and the identity they're trying to build, it's abundantly clear they are trying to be a defensive team. A team that gets stops, that gets dirty, that's willing to grind you out. And while that is not the direction the league is heading, where defense is much more difficult, and the Magic have to solve their offensive problem to be that team because, you know, I can mention all those defensive numbers then the Nuggets, I think, were 26th in 2015 with a 107 defensive rating. Today, that would probably be a top 10 defense. <laughs> That's how much offenses have improved. And Orlando needs to solve that offensive problem. And if you're sitting there frustrated thinking like, why are the Magic chasing another defensive coach? They need offense. You are 100% right. The Magic aren't going anywhere. The Magic aren't developing anywhere unless they have the spacing to score and to shoot. Defense only gets you so far in this league. 
but it still needs to be a clear backbone for the team. It still needs to be a clear backbone for the Orlando Magic and a whole lot more. That's at least the direction the Magic are pointing toward. That's at least the direction the Magic are trying to get to. They want a coach, and it's very clear from the candidates they've interviewed, from the candidates that we believe are on the running, even the guys that they interviewed off of Clifford's staff. It is very clear that the Magic want defense to come first. And that's the kind of coach that they're looking for. We'll get into some of the positional needs the Orlando Magic have and how that relates to the NBA draft coming up here in just a moment. But first, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is now in full swing. The NBA playoffs and NHL playoffs winding down, but you can still track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and UFC MMA action, too. Before the next pitch, bell ring, puck drop, tip off, kickoff, whatever it is, Head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs through the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code Locked On. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. Our Road to the Finals playoff coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. With It's only worth it if you enjoy it, and with 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. What a fantastic performance by the Milwaukee Bucks, especially Brooke Lopez and Bobby Portis. Um, I go back to what Doc Rivers said during, I think it was the second round of the playoffs, or the uh, first, uh, first round of the playoffs. Doc Rivers said, there's, in a playoff run, you're going to need everyone at, 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 at one point of the postseason. And, and you even go back, look at the Magic's run in 09. Courtney Lee goes down. Little used J.J. Redick stepped up and played huge. Played great defense on Ray Allen in that, in that series against the Celtics as well. Um, you know, Ray for Alston was huge in that series. Anthony Johnson had a big game. Uh, uh, you know, Ray for Alston had the big game four against the Cavs. Everyone had a part to play, and everyone had a moment in the postseason. Marcin Gortat had the big game six against the Sixers. That's what makes the playoffs beautiful, is, is you, you never know who's going to step up, but you, you know the stars are going to be there. But who steps up for the other team, because uh, everyone is willing to give up something, that's what makes the playoffs beautiful. And you know, you look at Atlanta, they've had guys step up. Okongru has been fantastic in this series after really struggling through injuries throughout much of his rookie year, he's really come into his own and looked really strong off the bench for Atlanta. But this game was about Bobby Portis and about Brooke Lopez and really about Drew Holiday, who I thought had a humongous game. And, and you know, Milwaukee's depth, they, you know, they're not, they're, they're probably not going to win a championship if they don't have Giannis, but they could certainly win a game or beat the Hawks um, enough in this series with the guys that they have. That's, that's what they were going for with the moves that they made in the offseason to switch out Drew Holiday for Eric Bledsoe. I mean, would Eric Bledsoe have had that kind of a game? Who's to say? But, you know, I, I think I remember the TNT broadcast saying, Drew, they, they told their guys, whoever, the person bringing up the ball will be the guy who Drew Holiday is not guarding. Um, a point I've been making to people and a point I've been trying to tell people when it comes to the playoffs is it, it the playoffs really 
become about who dictates the terms of engagement, so to speak. Um, who has to make the other team adjust? Um, and, and you go back, and, and I think I made this point on the Spotify Green Room yesterday. Um, if you go back and watch like the 2009 Magic, nobody knew what to do with the 2009 Magic. Nobody knew how to handle them. Uh, and you know, with with a six eight six eight six nine point forward and Hito Turkoglu initiating initiating action, and that put a lot of players in unfamiliar situations. They they didn't know how to handle them. What what made that Magic team really really special too was Richard Lewis was unguardable. Um, he was a stretch four, so he could pull the, the the second big away from the basket, and he was big enough and strong enough and smart enough defensively, which he never got enough credit for to be able to guard regular power force, to guard your Thaddeus Young, although Thaddeus Young gave him a little bit of trouble in that first round series. Um, he, I mean, he gave Kevin Garnett a lot of problems, and, and that was a matchup advantage the Magic had, and they pressed. And I would say, honestly, that was what the Los Angeles Lakers figured out very quickly in that series was, we got to go small. We got to have Ariza and Odom out there at the same time because Odom was similar to Turkoglu as, as kind of a point forward at times. To, to, to guard these two guys and, and counteract them because we can put, we have two bodies and Bynum and Gasol we can put on Dwight Howard. Uh, and, and I bring all this up, you know, and I brought this all up yesterday in the Spotify green room uh, under the context of like, okay, when you're drafting, what, how, how, how do you draft? How do you find players that, that, that make things fit? And obviously you go for talent. Talent is super important. But you also want to find players who make the other team think a little bit. Um, put them in a little bit of a bind. Put them in a little bit of how do we guard this guy? Um, someone, someone on the Spotify green room asked me yesterday who I thought were dark horses for the Magic to pick at eight specifically, um, and I said, you know, you got to keep your eye on Alpern Sangun. Um, the Ma- I, I don't think the Magic are 100 sold on Wendell Carter and Mobamba as their as their future centers. Um, it would not surprise me if the Magic. Uh, I don't expect either of them to get rookie extensions this year, and it would not surprise me if the Magic decide to go in a slightly different direction than them at the end of the day. But I do think, uh, but but I think the other guy is the, the someone that you really have to look out for, and that's Josh Giddy from Australia. Yes, I know Giddy cannot shoot, and that's that's a huge problem, and, and certainly after Ben Simmons, um, everyone's a little wary of that, but this is a 6'8", 6'9", forward who plays point guard. Um, led the NBL in assists, and the NBL in Australia is not a joke. That is a very strong league. That is a very good league. Um, and, and he creates a, a conundrum to say, how do we guard this guy? If he is as good as, as people think he might be, how do we guard him? How do we reorient our, our defense to defend him? That's why Ben Simmons was far and away the number one pick, even without a jumper. Um, that's why... Guys like that, you have to keep your eye on. Like, Scotty Barnes is going to get noise at the fifth pick because he is a true point forward. He has got good handles. He's got good basketball IQ. He's got great passing and playmaking ability. His jumper's got to come along, and there's there's certainly reports that it's gotten a lot better. Um, but he makes you really unique. Now, we are going to talk a little bit about positional fits and what the Magic actually need to kind of fill out their roster. Um, but, um, but, uh, but, it's it's definitely a, 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 a huge question that you have to consider as you're drafting is, what does this, I mean, A, you're looking for players that can contribute to your roster. But when you're looking for those top-end guys, sometimes you got to think, what makes this guy unique? What makes, what, what about this guy would make our team unique? It's not usually the teams that have a lot of really good players, obviously you have to to win a championship. 
It's the teams that really make defenses sweat. Why did we all pick Brooklyn to win the NBA championship? Because nobody could figure out how do you guard Kyrie, James Harden, and Kevin Durant at the same time. You don't have enough defenders to throw out them. Someone's going to get open. And isolations are inefficient, but not for those guys. Why are the Atlanta Hawks in the NBA Finals right now? Or in the Eastern Conference Finals right now? Jump the gun there. Why are the Atlanta Hawks in the Eastern Conference Finals right now? Because Trey Young literally warps the floor. You got to pick him up at half court, and he's still whip smart and a great passer. That he can beat you when you double and when you pressure him. He's really he's really stepped up his game in this in the in these playoffs. And Atlanta is super dangerous because of his three point shooting. But why is Milwaukee as far as there? Because Giannis is a unique player in and of himself as a guy who works off the dribble but scores in the paint like he's Shaq. Why were the Golden State Warriors? Such a date. Why? I mean, again, the Los Angeles Lakers, such a dangerous team. And a lot of these are, yes, the top guys in the league, but the top guys in the league make you change your defense. They make you change your defense. They dictate the terms of engagement, essentially. They dictate to you that you have to change something for me. And that's what the top teams really, really do. And I think that's what we're seeing here throughout the course of the playoffs. And of course, what we saw it, it, yeah, last night was guys stepping up. Let's talk a little bit about the Magic's positional needs coming up here in just a moment to kind of wrap up this talk about the draft and where the Magic go next. But first, Built Bar is back better than ever. Nine delicious flavors plus occasional limited time flavors. I'm told that the that grasshopper cookie flavor that I, I, I told you about or teased about is, is going to be available very, very soon. I still don't know what the hell a grasshopper cookie is, but if it tastes anything like the Built Bar, it's pretty good. I, I'd be willing to try it. So if you don't know about Built Bar flavors, they're, they're regular flavors, then you're missing out because they got coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. And I can tell you, I've had most of those flavors. They taste like what they say on the box. This is not a fake or anything like that or, uh, or something that tastes sort of like it. I've had other protein bars. They say they taste like a chocolate chip cookie. They definitely do not. There's always just that weird aftertaste or something. I don't know what it is. But there's something for everyone. And so if you haven't tried all nine, all the flavors, you can get a mixed box and get two of each. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, and only four grams of sugar. Some of the other flavors have a little bit more, but all the bars are less than 200 calories total. So order today and get your favorite bar today or discover your favorite bar today. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. The big thing that I've been I've been trying to tell everyone when it comes to the NBA draft is, is to, to focus more on talent. Um, the Magic are at the bottom of the standings. The one thing they need more than anything else is talent. They need talent. They need the most talented players. They need the best players. And they can figure out how to make all those pieces fit later. Um, you know, this this year, frankly. I don't want to call it a throwaway year. I do think the team should be trying to win and pushing to win. But I'm looking at the roster. I'm looking at the potential of this roster. And sure, maybe they catch lightning in a bottle and they're much better than everyone anticipates. But I'm expecting the Magic to have a bit of a struggle this year. Um, That's part of what happens in a rebuild. In a rebuild, you go through this pain, and this pain is going to be very, very real. But I do think Jeff Weltman is right on on a certain front, too. Um, Jeff Weltman did mention that, you know, that there has to be some consideration for the roster you have. 
um, when you're when you're rebuilding a team and, and picking the pieces that you actually want to build with. Um, you you don't want you know if Jonathan Isaac's a guy that's central to what you're trying to do, you don't want to draft another power forward. You don't want to draft another forward that's that that wouldn't complement him well. And you know I, I know I made this point in the Spotify green room I think last week that you know the the problem the Magic have is they don't really have a guy to center their team around. You know. You know, if Jonathan, if they think Jonathan Kuminga is better than Jonathan Isaac, who cares if they don't fit together? You're probably moving Jonathan Isaac down the road anyway. Um, but I do agree you don't want to end up back in the same situation where you have Aaron Gordon and Jonathan Isaac and you're just not sure whether they can ultimately fit together. I do agree that is one of the questions I have about Jonathan Kuminga, although I think he can play the three more capably than either Chuma Okiki or Jonathan Isaac can. Um, his lack of shooting and lack of spacing is still a concern. Although, uh, who knows? Maybe Jonathan Isaac's turning into a fantastic three-point shooter. We saw what he looked like after his knee injury last year. Maybe he's done nothing but work on his form and improve his shot um, as he's beginning to build himself back up. Who's, who's to say? Uh, I'll, I'll keep that optimism uh, for now. But there, there has to be some thought, at least, to what fits this roster and, and what fits the general direction the Magic are trying to go and the Magic are, try, are trying to grow. Um, again, do I think that the, Mag- the Magic are stacked at point guard right now? Cole Anthony, RJ Hampton, Markel Fultz, and, and even Michael Carter-Williams. It's hard to, for me to imagine the Magic drafting a point guard unless they believe that the person they're drafting is clearly better than anything they already have. So yeah, the Magic would take Cade Cunningham. Yeah, the Magic would probably take Jalen Suggs. The fact that both can play off-ball and play the two a little bit helps even more. But the Magic are pretty loaded at point guard. I don't think the Magic need a point guard. Instead, what's really the focus for the Orlando Magic feels to be on the wings. The Magic need better depth at shooting guard and small forward more than anywhere else on the roster. Yeah, Jonathan Isaac and Chumo Kiki can split the small forward and shooting guard positions pretty well. Um, I think that Chumo Kiki can eventually play the three, but I do understand what Steve Clifford was trying to do and trying to focus Okiki a little bit more at the four last year, especially with some of his mobility issues coming off the the knee, the knee injury. Um, I do think we will see plenty of lineups with Okiki and Isaac on the floor together. If the Magic do end up drafting Kuminga, I think we'll see lineups with Kuminga sharing the floor with both of them. That That's the beauty of versatility is they can all play both positions. But I do think the Magic are pretty set at power forward. I don't think the Magic need to grab another power forward uh, if they can help it. Center, they have two young guys that they're probably not quite ready to push out the door yet. Um, so I do think it's possible the Magic drafted Alpern Sengun or Usman Karuba, which would be a little bit of a reach at, at eight. Um, well, I do think those guys are possibilities. Even Scotty Barnes, a little bit of possibilities as a 3-4 again, although I think he's probably more of a small forward at this point. Um, while those are possibilities, I don't think the Magic are quite ready to push either Carter or Bamba out the door unless a trade comes along. Um, and even so, I, I think a veteran big would probably be the better play uh, than drafting another young guy. And so to me, the Magic's focus in this draft, the, the, the positional need the Magic have is that shooting guard and small four. Right now at those positions, the Magic have Dwayne Bacon on a partially guaranteed contract, which I am not anticipating the Magic fully guarantee. They all have, uh, they have James Ennis, who's a free agent, and, and I don't anticipate he'll be back. So that leaves them with Terrence Ross, Gary Harris, and Michael Carter-Williams to fill those spots. Cole Anthony can certainly play some two. Markel Fultz can certainly platoon a little bit at the two. RJ Hampton played primarily at the two last year. But it's very clear the Magic need wings. Let's just call them wings. The Magic need wings and wings scores and shooters at that. So if all our draft focus has been on those players, it's because of that. We like Moses Moody a lot because he is a 3 and D wing. 
Jonathan Kuminga can play small forward and is a great slasher and attacker off the dribble from the three spot. Um, and, and, and there's all there's a whole lot of potential in him, and, and he does seem to fit a positional and roster need, um, despite maybe his size that allows him to play up a little bit at four. You know, we'll talk about Keon Johnson, the athletic shooting guard from Tennessee. We'll talk about, you know, even Jaden Springer, his teammate from Tennessee as well, who's, you know, a fan sided had him number five, which I thought was ridiculous, frankly. Um, uh, he's an option at eight, although I think he slipped down some boards. And, and, and again, his shooting issues are, are, are a concern as well. But we'll talk about Corey Kispert. We'll talk about Franz Wagner, who probably fits, who's probably a three, four, a, a bigger three, but he could definitely play some small forward as well. Um, we'll talk about all those guys because that's where the Magic have the biggest gap in their roster. Orlando is not starting completely from scratch. They've got a lot of young guys that are worth developing. Markel Fultz and Jonathan Isaac right now are probably the two most untouchable players. Chumo Kiki's probably right behind them. But after that, you've got Cole Anthony and RJ Hampton, two very promising young guards. The team just needs to fill out the rest of the roster. And while some veterans would certainly help, and I do think the Magic will go after two free agents, like I said, I think they'll go after a veteran big. Uh, And I do think that they'll either rely on Michael Carter-Williams to be a, a calming voice for the point guard group, or I think they'll chase after a, a, another veteran, another kind of veteran wing or veteran small forward even to kind of back up or, or trade for a veteran small forward with Terrence Ross or Gary Harris to kind of back up and support some of those players as well. Um, there will be change to this roster, no doubt. But I think Orlando's focus in this draft from a positional basis is certainly on the wings. And if that's the case, the Magic will fill a much-needed gap in a roster that already has a lot of talent, just needs a little bit of seasoning and, and some confidence, too. That's good for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Don't forget, starting on July 19th, we're really, really, really excited about this project. Uh, the NFL people did it. It was fantastic. We've done full mock drafts with trades on, on the Locked on Podcast Network before with the Locked on NBA crew. This year, it is even bigger. Starting July 19th, the ultimate mock draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey. Featuring analysts from, analysis sorry, from the GOAT of NBA mock drafts, Chad Ford and Odyssey NBA experts, Brian Scalabrini, the white mamba himself, and former general manager Ryan McDonough. Our Locked On NBA local experts will make selections and trades for your favorite basketball teams throughout this week-long special event. Search the ultimate mock draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Don't forget to follow this podcast too. Uh, on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalay, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr__md. I'm always open and available to answer your questions. I crowdsource, so if you have a topic that you want discussed on Locked On Magic, shoot me a message. Say, hey, what, what about this? Have you thought about this? I'll, I'll start thinking about it. Trust me. I, I listen to what everyone says and, and take my cues from you guys. So tell me what you, tell me what you want to talk about, and I will look into it. Don't, don't worry. I've got my own stuff I want to look into. I will look into what I, will, I listen to conversations that fans are having. I will listen in as well. So always feel free to drop a line at R underscore MD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. One final note. 
I want everyone this weekend to have a very happy and safe 4th of July. Uh, I know this is a this is a holiday we've probably all been waiting on with, with so many things now reopening. Whether you're going to the Orlando City game on Saturday, the Orlando Pride game on Sunday, or just celebrating with friends and family like I am later today, uh, I want to wish you all a very happy 4th of July weekend. Uh, enjoy the day however you can. Uh, we will be taking Monday off in observance of the 4th of July, barring any breaking news. So we'll see you Tuesday for our next episode of Locked on Magic. But for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Ross and Mike. We'll see you all again next time for our next episode of Locked on Magic. Have a very happy 4th of July.